Welcome back to the AP World History Podcast. We're going to be diving into our second session here of the second wave of European imperialism. And we're looking at what uh, their rule looked like. And uh, I think I'm actually going to make a modification to how we're uh, going through this. I just want to give you a heads up here before we dive too much into things. Um, but uh, we're going to look at this and then we're going to actually make a fourth podcast here. So we're going to do this one, European rule. And then we're going to look at the colonial economies. And then we're going to end with um, looking at how uh, the European rule affected some of these social lives or social aspects of people's lives. So diving into here, this podcast, look at it. Um, we're going to be looking at, again, the governmental rule. And so we'll start with, uh, first off, uh, cooperation. Uh, this was the easiest one. This is what the Europeans really liked. If they could get the elites to uh, join with them and, and not have to fight them, um, that was huge. And they could just leave them in control and then be able to take all uh, everything they needed um, uh, from resources to uh, whatever else they might need. Um, so uh, what happened a lot of times is after they took over or uh, in negotiations, those elites would retain their power and their status as a upper uh, uh, upper tier group of society. And uh, they'll be forced or, or asked to reinforce the idea of that there, there shouldn't be change going on. So we're going to see them being very conservative. And um, by looking out for, and they're going to be expected to look out for the European interest on things. Um, as well, uh, we're going to see missionaries go there to help um, teach uh, teach the people, especially teach them about Christianity and um get them to convert uh, as best they can uh, as well as um, uh, as well as get them educated and these educated people uh, by these missionaries will eventually be the ones that rise up and and become more European uh, or adopt Western culture I should say and will will replace those elites over time um, now occasionally uh, revolts would happen um, greatest example of this is kind of the Sepoy Rebellion in India. Um, but the Europeans would always squash it with a large force. They'd ask for the elites for help, um, the, the native groups uh, that they relied on uh, for help. And um, then if they had to, they'd go in with overwhelming force. So the Sepoy Rebellion happens in India in 1857, uh, and it goes till 1858. Uh, it almost, it, it's almost when the Europeans or the British lose control of India, um, and it's the last time the British East India Company will be allowed to control India. After this, it'll become directly controlled by them, uh, by, the, the, by the British government and the crown. Uh, but what happened was the uh, British there uh, had... The, uh, brought in a lot of Indian soldiers or Indian um, Indians from the Kshatriya class and made them warriors for them or from that warrior class and made them soldiers for them. And uh, they um, supplied them with weapons, uh, guns, gave them all the training and all that stuff. But also uh, with their ammo uh, and the cartridges, those to uh, get the, uh, the bullet out and the black powder out, uh, they were greased with animal fats and because uh, there weren't uh, synthetics like substances like we have today. And um, some believed it was cow, some believed it was pig. Well, if you're a Hindu and you're biting off a cartridge that had uh, cow fat in it, you're being sacrilegious uh, because a cow is one of the holiest uh, uh, beings. 
uh, in it uh, because it's uh, because of the practices of Hinduism. And then if you were a Muslim and you thought it was pork, uh, you were again breaking uh, Muslim dietary restrictions. So it, it upset both groups and uh, there was also social issues going on there and, and just being upset about not being in control of things. And so uh, those um, those elements then led to a full-on rebellion and the uh, British had to send in um, their their troops to put it down and they eventually did. Um, and then they created a very conservative government that played the social groups off of each other. And this is something that the, the playing of social groups off each other or ethnic groups off each other was, was something that was very common. Uh, we see this happen in Rwanda uh, with the, the smaller group, and usually this is who they would favor. They'd favor the smaller groups and um, give them the power. So they gave in Rwanda the power to the Tutsis, uh, and the Hutus were, were the, more, uh, the larger population there. And um, the Tutsis will be asked to kind of run things and be deemed as the better class, more educated, taller, lighter skin, all that stuff. There really weren't major differences between these ethnic groups, uh, but the Europeans played off of this and, and set them up. And so that will eventually lead to a genocide in Rwanda uh, in the 1990s. But um, that's just to kind of give you an idea of what they're, they're doing. Um, and, and that kind of leads us into our next thing that the, the Europeans use, uh, their racism, scientific racism, social Darwinism to, to, to guide their policies um, so that they can maintain their level of superiority over them. Uh, the greatest example of this then happening uh, with the with the scientific racism it would then be South Africa with apartheid, where um, where Africans were kept down as a a much lower class citizen. Um, apartheid is going to be more what we talk about later after South Africa gets its independence. Uh, we're going to talk about that more next unit, uh, but um, we do see the kind of basis for that with the. Uh, English and the Dutch uh, colonizers there um, in putting the South Africans down. Um, what else do we want to say about control here? So again, technology plays a major uh, role here. The ability to use the new modes of transportation and communication like the telegraph and the locomotive to be able to reach larger, to be, reach more of the territory that allowed them to control it better. It, it where it was a large territory, it now became much smaller because of the ability to transport things, uh, whether it's troops or goods, or be able to go check up on areas much quicker. Um, and we covered we covered the categorizations. Um, I should say, just like with the ethnic groups, they. Uh, the British exploited the caste system and anywhere where there are social classes already in place. Uh, so keeping the Brahmins up top and then the Kshatriyas and then making sure the Shudras and the lowest classes are, are held down. And uh, they also kind of exploited the, the machismo or the, the male drive um, or tried to put them down and their testosterone down because they they proclaimed that all the people that they conquered were inferior and they professed them as more feminine uh, with a few exceptions. Uh, and those were the few exceptions of those groups that they wanted to exploit to help them uh, do things so like the Sikhs in India, um, the Hausa and the Kamba uh, in Africa. Um, they, um, 
they uh, they rose them up and said they were very masculine because they wanted to exploit that group to help them maintain control. And then the last thing here um, is if if you realize this, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on here. Um, the Europeans are all about this white man's burden. We got to teach them and and educate them and make things better. But everything you're seeing here is about keeping them down, and that is the whole goal. the The white man's burden is kind of a BS thing that the Europeans are saying. It's 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 their justification for what they're doing, but it's not really why they're doing it. Uh, they're doing it to gain control, to get the resources, and to benefit from it, not to actually make things better, because. Uh, they're not making it more democratic. They're they're maintaining control and giving those natives very little say. Uh, they're not allowing them to be nationalistic. They're instead dividing up tribes willy-nilly um, and setting up borders, not based on where ethnic groups are, but based on what they can conquer. Uh, they're being racist, which they didn't want that stuff happening to them. They're not granting huge rights, and they're not industrializing these areas. They're just taking the resources from them. So... Um, we're going to talk more about that latter part there, the, the resources and the industrialization, the economy here next. Um, but that's kind of the, the European rule. Uh, if we had to do a kind of a quick glimpse of it, it's going to be fairly consistent wherever we're talking about, whether it's in Africa or Asia or, or Oceania. Um, very, very similar in all those things. So uh, that's, that's the governmental side of this. And next we'll look at the economic side of colonization.